my favorite reaction. The guy was so energetic, didn't even say too much. Like that, it was just funny. Like that's how people recognize you in the area. <laughs> sports, exactly. Well, just well, sports well, high five. That's it. What was it like um, working on weekends versus like having your time off during the week? Was it like a weird sort of transition? Yeah, I'll tell you. Like, right now, as I, I'm in that transition period, waiting for the next move, it almost feels weird to to have like a Saturday or Sunday, and I'm like wow like usually i'm working at this point or even when i when i had like vacation time uh just like a saturday or sunday and i see people out and about i'm like whoa this is this is kind of weird like the weekend's going and and i i should be like where i'm at so you know you get used to that routine though uh my my standard schedule was usually like a wednesday or thursday so that was always i was like oh man the weekend's here and everyone's like oh i'm dreading like you know gotta get to hump day i'm like I don't know about you. Like it was almost nice though, because Wednesday, Thursday, middle of the week was almost like my refresh point, uh, so I could kind of regroup and get at it once I uh, got back in the swing of things. And you can do stuff like go to stores when nobody else is there, things like that during the middle of the day. Normally the weekends you try to do that. It's still packed as everybody else has on those days, right? <laughs> exactly. And even like the schedule I where I was usually like two to eleven p.m., so I was like night uh, night side, excuse me, schedule. And uh, even during the morning, like I, I would go to the gym when not too many people are there because most most of the time outside of like the pandemic, I mean, people are usually like at work or whatever it was. So I had like a different schedule. So I, I tried to take advantage of that as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Is it weird? Like, have you lived in this neighborhood your whole life? Yeah. Yeah, I so have. Is it weird coming from like a huge market like Chicago? It's the third biggest you know, city in the country and then going to a smaller place like Peoria and also... I have to ask, did you guys have to cover St. Louis sports? We, we, so I'll, I'll, I'll go with the first question. Uh, it's different with the Chicago market. So actually before I went to Peoria, I did some freelance. So I was at Bulls games. Uh, I went to the final four. I did a game in Milwaukee, uh, final four in San Antonio. That was crazy by the way. Um, but just covering sports in Chicago versus what it is in Peoria, it's a little bit different, but um, it's also the same uh, relatively. You know, you're still doing that grind, um, whatever it is, with gamers and and um, recapping all those things, doing interviews. It's just at a different scale. And uh, from what I've heard, because, you know, I'm still moving up that ladder in the markets, is that you get more tools. Uh, and But really, when it comes down to it, you know, it, it kind of feels like that same thing. It's just the small things that you try to improve on. To answer the second question, we did. Uh, <laughs> so it was interesting, and I'll tell you, not only did we cover St. Louis sports, I was actually in St. Louis for Game 7 when the Blues won the Stanley Cup. And being a Blackhawks fan, I had to bite my tongue a little bit. But I will tell you, they were fun because we were at Ballpark Village uh, because they were they were in Boston when they won the Stanley Cup. But it was super fun just because the energy was there. And you know what? At the end of the day, I... I saw three Stanley Cups. I went to every parade. Uh, I, I could definitely say that those were some great experiences. But to see like a city that never potentially expected to win a Stanley Cup uh, like that, it was really fun. Um, it, it was really cool to be in that atmosphere. They actually ended up, you know, I'll say like more lightly picking on me, like as one of like the media people that was in the upper tier, and uh, they put me on the jumbotron, and I made this, you know, uh, unofficial handshake deal with like the MC. And he said, if the Blues win tonight, when you finish your shift, you got to chug a beer with us. Unfortunately, I didn't follow through on that. Um, I couldn't find the guy, but you want to know something? I made the promise, and, and everybody went nuts at Ballpark Village. Uh, so, like I said, just a lively crowd. And it was fun, like I said, just being around there. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
What, uh, like, where do you get your news? Like, as somebody who's been in a probably a little different perspective on news than people that just consume it, like, where do you typically get your news? Man, you know, that's that's an interesting question because I was like kind of thinking about how I want to try to figure out how, like, how to consistently, you know, consume that today. Uh, because honestly, I love social media, um, and I feel like it's a great tool. There are certain parties that can manipulate social media <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> there's we can we can get into a crazy conversation about this but i'll keep it I'll, I'll keep it condensed but when it comes to me i mean obviously like mainstream sources for for me and what i always try to do like for instance like twitter has always been a big thing for me but whenever i see something break on twitter um i always try to go to google look up those keywords um you know for instance i, I hopefully i don't date the podcast but as we talk about you know what specifically happened with tiger woods today um i saw that yeah. on twitter right ex exactly like that that broke on twitter the the thing from that was the first source that i had sure was the la county um who who put out that report but to and i'm sorry to make this a little grim but you know when kobe that whole incident um, went down i had first seen it from tmz so i went to google again just try to make sure that i check my resources so um, it's it's really just a mess of different things, um, and I always try to figure out you know to diversify who I'm reading from. Um, whether it's like for for instance for sports too, like I enjoy editorials of course and um, those types of things, um, and yeah, just any type of source that I could find that's obviously credible, and um, just keep legitimizing it from there via social media. I know it's kind of a long winded way. To no, answer. no, because that's what I was thinking. Because it is so hard to know what is real anymore and what's not, and I feel like what you're saying is right. We're like checking one source you might find something completely different at another source so when you the more sources you're getting right i mean the more you're going to get out of it absolutely and and of course uh the more people that i follow on twitter uh, i try to figure out are these credible sources and again it's just that's that's such the tough thing where misinformation can always just it can spread way way quicker um and knowing like who your sources are and checking that and and going beyond just what the headline says um because it's hard because we see that headline we're like okay we got to share this right away when really it's about that due diligence and, and diving deeper into the article and reading more about it and and utilizing multiple sources to make sure that you uh get the full story cool thrive it just it's just some thriving stuff right now yeah. <laughs> enthralling <laughs> that's what the people want to know exactly <laughs> journalism yeah. accountability that's it so i'm wondering news people on air seem like almost not robotic but like mm -hmm. you just have to be so like <laughs> punctual and direct and like it seems like they kind of suck like i don't know emotion out of you guys so that's interesting so like Obviously, as a journalist, you want to make sure that you're objective. You want to make sure that that you are not trying to be. Excuse me, uh, the twisted tea is coming back and uh, <laughs> causing me to burp. Whether or not you want to edit that out is up to you guys. You can keep it in, um, but you know it's obviously it's about objectivity. You don't want to show too much emotion. Um, you want to make sure that you are fair. You're you're cut and dry. And I can understand where sometimes it feels like people are robotic. I do want to quote one of my friends who just recently tweeted. Uh, you know, giving a shout out to all the sports journalists or all the sports departments that she's known. She's like, everybody that I've known in this industry that's worked in sports 
It's usually more of like the kickback, like very fun people. And you want to know something, I'll give Francis the shout out and say, hey, that might be us. But um, each department is a little different. But, you know, really, when it comes down to it, uh, it's it's about making sure that you remain objective, that you are the storyteller. Um, and, and that's, I think, just in general, even from my aspect or just uh, because when I was also in Peoria, uh, the pandemic kind of shifted shifted things a little bit. So I did have to tell some more news stories. And from there, I always make sure that, you know, I'm going to tell the best story possible. I'm going to, you know, find the best sources that I can figure out. Okay. You know, tell me your story, figure it out from there. And versus like, here's my list of questions. I want to have a conversation with you. Um, that's the way that I try to go about it, making sure that it is organic. It's not forced. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting um, just how how you kind of handle things and, and you uh, slowly start to tell that story. Oh, yeah. yeah. Cool. Last question for me. Um, have you ever had a boom goes to dine on the plate? You want to always try to avoid those things. Um, it is. I will. I probably would be lying if I told you that I didn't think about that my first week when I went on air. Um, it's it's just so tough because you want it especially in sport or in any way you want to be memorable. If it's in that case, I don't know if, it, if it's that, uh, thankfully I think the guy was on Tosh point Oh two and he yeah. did the web web redemption. Yeah. So thank goodness his career isn't too bad, but, um, yeah, thankfully I haven't had those situations. Um, I mean, I, there's definitely moments where I've been tongue tied and I've pointed, I've poked fun at myself where it's like one point where I, I couldn't say statistics or I was just jumping through numbers and I think it was like my third highlight. And I was like, see, I can finally say numbers correctly. Yeah, yeah. So it's about having fun with your, like fun with yourself too. And, and just, uh, you know, acknowledging, Hey, you know what? I made a mistake here at, at some point, or I, I have fumbled my words a little bit. Um, and it's just about picking yourself up. Why do you think uh, local news has become more popular in the last like year or so than it's gaining popularity as like mainstream you know, news is kind of decreasing. Why do you think that kind of shift is, is happening? Why do you think people are shifting more towards local news? Really, when it came down to it, I, I noticed um, as especially being in news when the pandemic hit, uh, I mean, that was just such a huge thing. And a lot of people just turned to local sources because, um, yes, from a national sense. So let's say like uh, ABC World News versus your ABC local channel. Uh, you're going to get the stories that are going around the country, but when it comes down to it, you need to know the story, especially during the the March, April, and even to an extent the May months of what the pandemic looked like in the beginning in 2020. Not a lot of people really knew what was going on. So they needed that information. They needed to know what are the restrictions? What's going to happen? How Am I going to have to wear a mask if I go out here? Um, what's our grocery stores open? Those were, those were small, but or not small, but like, we didn't think about those things, but those slowly became vital to us because it's like, okay, I can't be here at this point, but I've got to be here. Even a curfew, all those small things. And it's those local details that, of course, like ABC World News, Nightline, all of those things, they can't necessarily touch on because they're more of like the bigger picture stories that, that can appeal across the country. But when it comes to local news, they're going to tell you, or we're going to tell you when, we, when I was in that seat, what's going on, what you need to know about. Um, and uh, how that how that affects you um, in your immediate situation. Were there any sort of stories that, like, you were shocked by, and you were like, I, or maybe it wasn't you reporting, but somebody you're with, and you were like, they ended up reporting, but you weren't <laughs> sure if you like. How do you draw that line of, or is that maybe not 
your levels call, but maybe somewhere up? Like, is there points where you don't report a story because of a certain content of it or things like that? Or, you know, how who gets to decide what's told and what's, what's not? There's, there's a few ways of going about it. Uh, of course, especially when I started to jump in more to the towards the news route, um, it came to pitching those stories and saying, hey, this is going on. I feel like that's interesting. Um, like during our after or during our like newsroom meetings that we would have in the afternoon, typically at the beginning of the day, we'd pitch some stories, um, other story ideas that people would have say like, you know, my ideas are here, but you know, what else do we want to consider? Um, is there anything pressing? Uh, and that's usually where the managers come in. That's where the assignment editor would, you know, throw out ideas as well. Hey, I've made calls here, here, and here. Let's, let's move on something. Sometimes even breaking news happens. I'll tell you, I did not expect to be in the weather tracker with one of our photographers covering like severe weather. Um, I think I got in like one, one forty five, two fifteen was two fifteen, two thirty range was when it was expected to hit. And I was out the door. Um, they're like, okay, well if we want to get to this storm, we got to send Pablo out now. So did that. Gosh, I mean, we were just driving everywhere. And like, there was one point like where I was, legit in the live hit you couldn't see me but you could just see this flagpole just flying and and we were moving and i and it just like it was almost like doing play-by-play essentially like you have to describe that scene in real time i I straight up said there's hail coming down visibility is low the the winds are so strong that it's starting to shake our car and as you can see the flagpole just right in front of our cameras that's how strong these winds are so you almost have to think on the fly describe what you see um but going back to your question um, it just, uh, it just all varies, you know, some, again, you're always going to have those stories, um, or you want to make sure that, you know, what's going on in the community and how you can make that local spin and, um, essentially make people care, you know, how, what, what is it that's going to draw me into this story? Like during COVID, um, one of, uh, visual and just like learning about people too, was, um, how a food bank who usually does like a drive through service or a drive up service for meal deliveries, how did they transition? into the pandemic so it was curbside delivery for the people that were driving and delivering and um, just learning about like different people in the community and um, how even in those challenging times during the pandemic or as we are still in the pandemic um, what are people doing to to hurdle or to not not hurdle excuse me what are people doing to make sure that they're still doing their thing even at a limited capacity Next nice. time we do um, a blind taste test, we have to have you back to do the play-by-play. Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I wish we thought of that true. beforehand. Oh, that would that would really be something. I mean, I, I love this back here, and, and I'm curious to know what the elaborate system is, so yeah. I won't question <laughs> it. <laughs> I'm just, I was just letting it happen and, yeah. just, and just watching. I will, I will tell you the results once we uh, yeah. you know the consensus number one on the pizza list. <laughs> So last thing I would ask you, what was like your favorite, what was one of your favorite things you ever called or, you know, what's one of your favorite moments, you know, in your career so far? Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, Honestly, there's, there's just been so much and you know, I'm 25 going on 26 and just to say the amount of people that I've met, the stories that, that I've gotten to share at my age, it's just really, you know, I, it's just humbling just to be at all those things. Um, When you ask something and Something that comes to mind is actually when I had a college experience for an internship that I did my senior year in the fall. I was actually in Los Angeles, um, and I did like this co-op internship with the Dodgers. Um, so they'll, I'll, I'll always say too that they've got a special place in my heart just because I worked with them in 2016. Um, 
And that was Vin Scully's final season as the Dodger broadcaster. So that was super cool to get to be there. I'll never forget <clears throat> his last his last home game. Um, it was Sunday afternoon. They had a chance to clinch the division. They were down in the ninth inning, down to the last strike, and Corey Seager, who was a rookie, hits a game-tying home run in the ninth inning, and all of a sudden Dodger Stadium is resurrected. <laughs> super crazy. We go into the top of the 10th. I think Joe Blanton went 1-2-3. Um, in the top of the 10th. And then we go to the bottom of the inning. Uh, Charlie Culberson, who was a guy who hadn't home, he hadn't homered in like a season and a half, um, walks off at at this high, and where I was too, and it was crazy because that was the same day. Uh, in LA, you, you run into so many different celebrities, uh, especially at a Dodger game. So that was the day actually I met, uh, what's his name? Now I can't remember. <laughs> this is this is so embarrassing. Oh no! I'm at Arsenio Hall, and Arsenio Hall is always there with George Lopez. Everybody was around George, and I come up to Arsenio Hall, and I'm like, "Hey, man, what about you? Like, you know, you're just as big of a star." And, and Arsenio Hall was really low key, and he's like, "No, man, you know what? I'm just gonna let George do his thing. I'm here to chill." But anyway, I saw them jump up. I saw the whole stadium jump up. There was this high fly ball that went into left. I thought it was foul, and then it curves in, and it's a fair ball. The Dodgers are your NL West champions. They clinch on Vin's last day. It just felt like a party. Um, and that was a true Hollywood ending. And when I went back and listened to the broadcast, you could barely hear Vin on the call. That's how loud <laughs> wow. it really yeah. was at Dodger Stadium. I'm getting the chills just thinking about it. You know, being there for that moment was just fantastic. Um, you know, you, you really – I know it sounds a little cliche. But it is. It was a true Hollywood ending almost, uh, being out there. You know, it's it's a, it makes sense. And – uh, just something about the Dodger culture, too, being at Dodger Stadium. It was really priceless. Yeah, that sounds very cool. And for the many more, you know, coming up in the future. I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you, too, guys, for having yeah. me. This was fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. thanks thank for coming on. Definitely happy back. Recording live from somewhere. Don't double-click that iPhone headphone and skip this podcast, because we'll be right back with more Chub Step. We are back now with... Uh, we did the pizza rankings, so we did a blind taste test in the sense that one of us put a bunch of numbers on a plate and then associated that number with a pizza. The other two people did not know, and then once that person, once the other two people ate and judged their pizzas on a scale of one to four, then the other the, person... The then, people are more yeah. looking just for a blind taste test. They say it was a blind taste test. I just want to know it was legit. It was legit. Not double blind, it was but legit. it was a single blind taste test. And so, this is all in reference to two weeks ago, we said we were going to do, do a taste test of the cheap pizza brands. Yes. It was not enjoyable for me. Pat did not <laughs> enjoy it. Okay. What do you, Pat, what do you think? Um, well, we should say first the yeah. pizza places we did were Papa John's, yeah. Domino's, Pizza Hut, and Little Caesars. That is true. Uh, I'm going to go in rank of price. What do you think, Pat, was the cheapest of the options? Little Caesars. Little Caesars was cheap by almost half. Wow. Little Caesars about, sh- half, about half the price. I'm going to pull up the prices um, here. Okay. So, uh, the most expensive, what do you think that was? Uh, Domino's. Papa John's was almost triple the price of Little Caesars. What? I would have thought so that would have been the second We, we did a medium cheese for all of these. Little Caesars, $6.12. Papa John's, $17.23. Second most expensive, Pizza Hut, $15.27. Domino's, third uh, expensive, $12.12. I get two so, medium pan pizzas for $5.99 each through the Domino's app. 
to be fair, these are Chicago prices. That, they yeah. don't have the same uh, more taxes. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Domino's, yeah, Domino's is double the price of Little Caesars, and Little Caesars a third of the price of Papa John's. So, okay, Pat, going into this, you said you liked Domino's the least, right? Well, I had recently had Domino's, and I yeah. did not think it was good. Yeah. So that's why I went with that. Um, I remember enjoying Pizza Hut when I was younger. Yeah. And um, I had never had Papa John's before, and I had Little Caesars probably the most. Okay. So your rankings, but you but you thought Domino's was going to be the worst, right? I thought Domino's was going to okay. be the worst. Because, Pat, you do know, I think you know yeah, what happened. I, I, it, Domino's was number one for you. Yeah. yeah. So. I, you know, we looked at the pizzas after the fact, and I just said, fuck! Okay, so this is the other thing that people maybe don't realize, is that... It was very clear when they're sitting in their box, which pizzas which, when there's a slice just sitting on a paper plate and there's four next to each other, you cannot tell the difference. There was no way to well, tell. Well, I, I think I knew which one was Little Caesars just because of the size of the slice. I thought that, I did, but I was wrong. There was a little bias because that one is not technically a medium. It's like their one size that they have. So yeah. that is accurate. But you had Domino's first. You had Pizza Hut second. Oh, okay. Mm. Third, you had Papa John's. Fourth, you had Little Caesars. Wow. Are you sure? Yes. I'm sure. I, I even had you double check. Yes. I am. I'm going to have to go. T- I don't believe you. I thought I put Little Caesars at number two. Little Caesars, what you said was disgusting. That's when you didn't want to eat anymore. <laughs> what? <laughs> you exaggerate? It seemed, it seemed a little It's because when you eat it by yourself and you don't have those garlic dipping sauces. Yeah, there's no sauces or, or a little ranch yeah. or anything. It's I will good. say... I will say Papa John's comes with the dipping sauce and the pepper, so it's maybe a better deal than the Pizza Hut deal. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. the pepper. Okay, Steed. Yes. What did you think was going to be your favorite? I thought Pizza Hut. You thought Pizza Hut was going to be your favorite? Correct. What if I told you Little Caesars was your favorite? Oh I, I'm God. not surprised because I would have guessed that was number two. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you had Little Caesars as number one, Pizza Hut as number two. Number three as being Domino's, and number four as being Papa John's. That is the exact... Well, other than the first two, that's my order. Jared, that would have been my going into okay. order. Jared has this election rigged right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of your notes, Steve. Uh, Steve had notes here. Um, add smoke. Taste no cheese flavor. Oh, that no, was... that doesn't say add smoke. Odd smoke. Oddly, odd smoke. Odd, oddly smoky. Okay. <laughs> okay, not add smoke. Odd smoke. <laughs> okay. Um... Let's see what you had. Crust too hard, but tastes good. That's for Papa John's. Um, some of your other notes here. Uh, very thin, uh, but has the most flavor. That was uh, Pizza Hut. I thought Pizza Hut was thinner than the other ones, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then horrible tasting crust. Uh, because, But you said uh, Papa John's, you hated the crust. I, it actually dropped it. Do- originally, I had Papa John's in number three, and then yeah. I took a bite of the crust and dropped yeah. it to number four. Okay. I wanted to so, die after I, eating their crust. It wow. was so bad. Okay, so so far, the only consensus is you guys both like Pizza Hut the second best. Other than that, everything is all over the place. It's crazy. Uh, okay, Steve, what was my rankings? I don't know what mine is right here. Okay, so what do you think was going to be the best? I would have said Papa John's going into it well, would be the one that I have the most. I would say Papa John's, then Little Caesars, and then Domino's, and then Pizza Hut. That would be my guess. You got your number one right. Okay. First, you had Papa John's. Yes. Yes. Second, you were also right. You had Domino's. I dom- Domino's, that's fine. Yeah, the Domino's. Honestly, my second and third, I was pretty close on. 
dominoes and, and I'm saying this, this is bullshit because Jared set up all the plates. He did set the plates. I didn't. Up. So he went, he went in like. with a biased. He knew what the plates yeah, yeah, looked like. Papa John's looked because like. he's gonna say, "Oh, I said Papa John's was the best before." If you had a bite of the Papa John's crust, you're not telling me that's the best pizza. I, okay, to be fair, I did not just spin it around and just taste the crust. Until also oh. be fair, we did not all eat four slices of pizza like a bunch of fat fucks. You know, we just took <laughs> I like, actually got. Some I more. ate all four, Pat. <laughs> I took Pat like was the only one that didn't eat all four. I went back and forth twice. So I went one, two, three, four, then four, three, two, one. Okay. So I might have taken two or three bites from each of I them. ate, I think, six to seven total pieces of yeah, pizza. Yeah, so have I. Oh, my God. <laughs> do you feel yeah, like I've had six I pieces? I do not feel good. <laughs> I've had six and pieces. And that shot of vodka did not help. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, so. Okay, so you had uh, number one, Papa John's. Yeah. Number two, Domino's. Domino's. Number three... Little Caesars, okay. Number or, four, or Pizza, Hut. Pizza Hut. So that doesn't shock me, just because I Pizza Hut is typically my family. I like the Pizza Hut. I like it's cheesier to me than some of the other ones. Pizza Hut's the opposite. So I, I think remember. I like. I, I think I like notes. a thicker cheese um, than some of them. I and think I like the flavor. A lot of it has to do with too is this was just like cheese pizza, so you're literally just yeah. tasting the sauce and the yes. crust yeah, that's the, the cheese. Exactly. Like when I was a kid at Pizza Hut, I used to get the meat lovers. Yes. Oh yeah, All that's a good pizza. Well, what you see is that a lot of these things they know they might not have the best pizza, so they compensate by creating stuffed crust and yes. having yeah. all yes. these different things. Like Papa John's is like maybe not everybody there's a favorite, but people might love the garlic sauce, so we're going to just throw in the garlic <laughs> sauce mm-hmm. on every pizza. On every pizza, it goes into every one. So they'll do things like Pizza Hut, I think, is the most of the the most irregular type of pizzas. They have like they're crazy. They were the one that we pull off the, the Oh yeah. This pull off the crust and then you dip it in stuff. Or the crazy shapes or things they have Detroit style right now. Uh, little Caesars does that a little bit right now with their deep dish. They extra have most bestest ones. They have the yeah. pull apart cheese bread, which is actually yeah. really good. So they all these things to try to like compensate for the fact that these are not the best pizzas we're having. I think we can all agree with that. Yeah. Not the best pizzas. I really hope this place doesn't smell like all four of these pizzas. It's gonna. It's gonna. So, <laughs> so it's, I guess the consensus here is there's really not... We didn't come uh, up with like one solid one. I think it depends. Well, let's see. The average... Well, because I was kind of opposite of Jared. Well, yeah, where's... So I had, I would have had, my number one would have been three, which you guys both had at the bottom. My number two was Domino's, which was which one? One. So that's one, two. And we're all over. Yeah, we're all over the place. My number three. I think we can agree, though, Little Caesars seemed to be the highest rated. Pat had Little Caesars at four. Never mind. Yeah. (laughs) So the consensus is that everybody's kind of thoughts are different, so... This, this really actually <laughs> yeah, wasn't helpful for listeners. Yeah, you need a bigger pool of people. Because, <laughs> um, like I said, I did this with ginger ale, and it was pretty. There was a pretty tight consensus as to what happened, but uh, that was yeah. not the case here. I, I'm surprised yeah. at the variety. Yeah, I was just hoping that what would happen did happen, which is Pat picking Domino's. I, <laughs> I, I knew it was going to happen too. I, I even said on the last episode, I was like, "Just wait." <laughs> yeah, I, I'm talking shit over here. It's, yeah, it's going to take first place. Yes, yes. But it is good for me to know. At least I know what I'm going to order next time. I'm going I'm to splurge a little bit and get the. I don't have to splurge at all. I get the five dollar pizza. Yeah, a little Caesar. That's yeah, that's awesome. right. It was free pizza. Free fucking pizza. Um, so. 
This is interesting. It's Lent time, so us practicing yes. Catholics are not supposed to be eating meat on Fridays. Darn right. <clears throat> That's right. There are now these Beyond Burgers oh. and whatnot. Oh. So the Archdiocese of Chicago came out and made a statement that if you're eating those burgers on Friday, you're sort of missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm out here like, okay, we can eat fish. Yes. We, <laughs> Which fish makes no meat. sense. Yeah. Now we can't have fake meat. Yes. What do you want from us? <laughs> I, did, I, I had not heard that, but that's hilarious because you're for sure. It's it's funny because every religion has this version of this. Um, the Jewish religion has this with, uh, like, you're not allowed to do certain things on the Sabbath. Use your refrigerator. Yeah, use your refrigerator, <laughs> as I've talked about, with the um, they have the Sabbath mode on my refrigerator that I cannot figure out how to turn off. <laughs> you don't remember that? I had no. it stuck on my, somebody accidentally pressed the button on my refrigerator, and all of a sudden, just none of, <laughs> none of, none of the buttons worked. And so I had no idea what was going on. Anyway. Uh, I ended up learning more about the Sabbath because of that, which is interesting. But like every 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 religion has the rules, and then they have basically ways to break those rules or way to compensate the rules. Like is that like the Sabbath? Like there's places called an air roof, which is basically a line. Um, it's like a fence, like a metaphorical fence almost that goes around a certain area and allows you to do certain things you normally wouldn't be able to do on the Sabbath unless you're in a certain area. Things like that. And the same thing here. Like, yeah, can you technically, you know, people eat were like, oh, yeah, meat. I can't eat meat, but I'm going to eat this Beyond Meat. And then they're like, oh, well, actually, you can't do it. You're like, uh, actually, in the Bible, it says specifically, yeah. yeah. Skin, like, this. my conspiracy theory is that a Catholic came up with the Beyond Burgers. And they're just like, you know what? Gotcha, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what Jim Gaffigan used to always talk about how one of the, uh, like, the Pope's brother was in the fish in the fish industry, and that's why oh. they said you could eat fish and not. <laughs> I heard that too. Yeah, like they got some money. I think in the that's fish a, that's not comedy. I think that's actual. Well, oh my god, it is nice. interesting. Well, the fish. It, a lot of the stuff is just kind of funny. It's just like you know, all the rules. The, the rules are interesting. Can't have sex with animals. Like <laughs> yeah, that's true. Who makes those? Rules? Yeah. I think that's like a law, Steve. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> well, funny. yeah, that's that goes beyond religion. We're gonna start talking about yeah. fish sex not at the Church of Four Pillars. That's true. We do have our Lent coming up, though. Oh yeah, how long is that for? It's for uh, four hundred twenty days. It happens <laughs> every six years, and um, you only have to abstain from one thing. Yeah. So I had that, and then um, I just love when people like roast um, companies on like Twitter and stuff. So Live Nation came out and tweeted, which artists have you seen in concert the most? And the most um, liked reply was, why don't you ask us how much we have been ripped off from your services? Hashtag never forget. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, and that's, it's funny because I see a lot of people, like a lot, I, I follow a few venues. And they keep posting stuff, and every person is like, "Give me my money back!" You know? <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> like that's what all the comments are underneath it. Well, it's, it's funny in sports too. Like we were talking about, you know, the bear yeah. season, how it went, and like we were literally sending each other like screenshots of like some of the fans' response on the social media page because yes. they were just like roasting the team. Yes, <laughs> yes, it, it is brutal. Like basically, people I think have even become more mean on social media the last couple of months or year or so. It just, you post anything, just expect that yeah. m- most of the comments are going to be negative. Yeah. I wonder if they have, like, a way with, like, 
company social media, they can like delete other people's comments. Like just sort of filter that out. I don't think you can. I don't think you can either. Yeah. So it's you like just gotta take it. Yeah, but like, what if you're like, uh, you know, a major like sports team or something? The top comment is like just something that's like absolutely ridiculous, has <laughs> profanity in it. Yeah. Like you just gotta keep it. Yeah. Like, I think they probably <laughs> report it or something, and then oh. they, yeah, I don't know. Um, Why'd you hand me a piece of paper? I was going to have you and Pat. I this. Right, so here's the thing. The, the actual deal is we have a ton of emails and a ton of stuff, but I think maybe it's better to save some of that stuff for another week. I got a long drive uh, to Batavia. Yeah, because Steve's got a long drive to Batavia, so we don't want to do this too long. I got more Actually, content. Actually, we'll save this game. We'll save this game. Ooh. Um, but Steve, you should do your content. This is, this is going to be a game between you and Pat, but we'll save it for... You'll just have to show me on video next time. We'll do it next time. Okay. You can say your thing, and then we'll, we'll wrap it up there. Okay, um... First off, fish update. All my baby fish are still alive. Okay. Oh, I've been getting emails. Yeah. They're, they're, they're okay. doing good. Okay. Uh, second update. Penises are in. Drawing penises are in. <laughs> what? Elaborate. It's like the kid in Superbed. <laughs> exactly. Uh, recently, an ancient Roman uh, millstone was uncovered, yeah. and it has a penis carved into it. Oh God! It is. Oh uh, yeah. It's about a two foot long penis. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Ancient Roman. Uh, so back in the day, two uh, two thousand years ago, this was chiseled. So somebody took the time to literally smash a rock with another rock, like they were trying to make a magnet or something. Yeah. But into the shape of a penis. So it is once again classy to draw penises on stuff. This is the only the third find. Of a penis chiseled in. <laughs> is that like early graffiti? Was this like before there was spray cans? There was just some oh, punk kid that just carving. No, this was actually in? done for luck on the millstone. Oh, okay. so they were used. It, millstones were used for grinding grains such as yeah. wheat. Um, and this one was like broken, stuff, yeah. but it had the penis carved in. Okay, it. and it's it's not classy. It's imagine a middle schooler was drawing one quickly. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yeah, that's a good description of it. So, so it's okay to draw on stuff for luck. Okay, as long as it's for luck, it's okay. Yeah, you can okay. tell your teachers that at school, be like, no, this is for luck. Okay. Are there yeah. any straight pubes on that dick? Uh, let me check. It doesn't seem, it's not very detailed. Here we are clear. again, it's talking about really penises, guys. <laughs> I mean, they, they Can we chiseled. go one episode, please? They chiseled this thing. It's a little misshapen. Yeah, it's a little misshapen. But the time I went into it, it's it is, impressive. It is interesting. Yeah. Well, good. thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Steve. good for Romans. Yeah, good for Romans. Thank you for that. You ever notice you can only ooze two things: sexuality and pus? Man, I tell you. I wanted to talk about the oh, uh, <laughs> ways to learn math, and this came up. I was. I'm going to talk more about the trip that I just did to. Devil said to go snowboarding this past weekend. I'll talk more about it next week. But is this uh, like that question of if you see t- uh, twenty-seven no. plus eighteen? Yeah, how do you, you get know the what? Answer? It, no, no. Well, it, I think it might have come up because that was being discussed. But I talked about how stupid the lattice method was. Did you guys learn the lattice method? I have no. I didn't really. I, did, I wasn't paying attention. Okay, it's the thing with the square and then the lines through it, and that's how you use to multiply stuff. No. Okay, and that's crazy. I feel like Pat would have learned this. It's not going to be as good of a conversation. We, we, had, to, we had to learn our squares in uh, freshman year of math in high school. Let we me show you. one through 25. Have you guys ever seen this? 
Not once. Not ringing a bell? I'm telling no. you right now. Okay. I, I transferred schools when we were learning to divide. Yes. So I went from New York <laughs> yes. to here. Yeah. And then I think I went from like one middle school to another. And I never learned how to divide. Well, I cannot and divide. That's, and that's what I, I don't know how to long divide either. And it's the same thing because we learned like five different ways to do it. And all of them, like none of them stuck because I was learning like I, I learned a single Why was that always so fainted. much harder than like... You know, addition, subtraction, multiplication. Yeah, Division was know. the but worst. but one of the ways I learned was the stupid lattice method with this box, and I don't know what the goal was. You guys saw how stupid this thing looked. Imagine well, if I was an adult. No sense. Imagine if I was an adult and somebody said, and I just did like a quick like, what's nineteen divided by three? And, and then I just the and I was on the whiteboard with these squares and these lines through it. <laughs> <laughs> like, how stupid. Like, like, call your phone. Like, imagine, and, yeah. imagine if somebody, they, you know, those do those things where, like, somebody's thinking really hard in a movie and then they show all the equations yeah. in their head. You just see a bunch of boxes with the lines through it and, and that's all just the one equation. numbers. <laughs> and the, yeah. It's the stupidest way to do it. And, like, so here's what I was saying. When I was at Devil's Head, we were talking about this, and, like, half of us knew what it was, half of us didn't. It. We asked the waitress, does she know the lattice method? She said yes. And then she asked everybody, all the wait staff knew what the lattice method was. Like the maybe they teach eight other in people. Wisconsin. Must be Wisconsin. Well, I didn't go to Wisconsin. You know, they taught it in Illinois at some point. But I want to say that uh, some things. Apparently, there's like new math and like what you're saying, Pat. How you're learning about these type of things. I feel like some people do learn different ways, so it's good to have multiple ways to learn things. But some ways are just so stupid that go ahead and just get rid of some of the ways. I saw. Yeah. I saw a math question recently. It was like person one has five more toys than. Person two, they have 49 toys. How many toys does each person have? Mm-hmm. If I saw that on like a math test, I'd be like, how is this important in life? <laughs> like, you know, I just, I don't get it. Yeah. You, if I want to find out how many toys they have, why don't I just go out over and count how many? Yeah. Yeah. Or Stupid. don't give it to me in a riddle form. I hate those kind of questions. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's I, like addition with a trick, a twist. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to say... Uh, I just wanted to go down with the last method. I want to wrap up the show there and uh, thank everybody for listening. New episodes every Thursday, and the show has ended. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.